starting the show yet? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <we are>. Yes. <laughs> Um, hello everybody, welcome to Sea Report Junior. Hey y'all, what's up? <laughs> you restarted your sentence. I thought you were gonna go into the 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 tagline. Uh, I know. I I threw you for a loop. It felt too safe. It felt too clean. I was also that about felt clean to you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, a lot about says a lot about the openings of our shows that that was too clean of a take. Yeah, I I was going too quick into the introduction. I don't know. It felt weird. It felt it felt off brand. (laughs) But this is Sarah Board Junior. I also was gonna sing Old Town Road, and then I forgot how it went. I was gonna say for a song I listen to way too often, I can do like the opening chorus. That's it. I know. Um. Gonna take my horse to the old town road. I'm gonna That's it. That's ride my... till I, know... I can't no more. I'm gonna take my horse to the old town road. I'm gonna ride till I can't what, no what's more. What's great? What's great about that is that in the original version Nobody of that song, it, that launches into Little Nas X talking about how he's gonna go ride his horse out on a, like a pasture in the same way that like a any rapper would talk about getting in like a nice car, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Which is great. And then you get to the remix, and that's Billy Ray Cyrus's like whole verse is about being in a Maserati oh with a chick, <laughs> and like I guess, shop- I guess I and taking her shopping. Oh my god, I haven't Which... listened to like the original and the remix close enough to like catch those <laughs> differences. So thank you for doing that for me, Zach. I did the research. Uh, for this all is of a... your latest hip hop news <laughs> from Zach Cyrus. Come to the cold opening of Say Report Jr. Say <laughs> uh, Report Jr., a podcast you should be listening to, subscribe to, and downloading every single week. Um, I've already said Zach's, Zach's name. So I'll say Dale's name. Hi, Dale. <laughs> I said your last name. Hi, Dale Decker. That sounds weird. <laughs> does it say? Does it sound weird saying my full name? It sounds weird that way, and I almost said Miss Decker, which sounds even weirder. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> wow. Okay. Well that's then. Getting, like full. I'm getting full like Southwest like politeness that I used to. Live with. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah, we're not polite up here. Uh. Well. Well, sometimes. Sometimes we are. We can be. Dale, the plane is missing. I need to tell you wait, something. Wait. What? <laughs> Oh, the, I mean, the Patriots the, plane? The, the plane is missing. Oh, my God. I don't know what they're doing this week, but all of a sudden, I went to go drive people to the airport, and I didn't have my one conversation started. <laughs> oh, God. That's scary. So instead, the conversations become, oh, that's weird. The Patriots plane isn't there. <laughs> so you still have a conversation starter. It's like the, the Patriots plane is always your conversation starter, whether it's there or not. You um, have you have a gift, Zach. And I refuse to use it because I don't know enough about sports. That's Some, fine. The other you day, someone said, don't they have two? And I didn't know if that was a correct response or not. I didn't know what the right answer was to don't they have two planes. So so you just say, I don't know. I just that's drive exactly this what van. I said. I said, I don't know. They got this one over here, and that's the one I see every day. I don't... <laughs> yeah. I just drive this van and and look at it. I don't know uh, the comings and goings. I don't know the logistics of the Patriots. Clearly, I don't know their schedule because I didn't know their plane would be missing this week. <laughs> so, uh, what are they doing? I don't, it's I don't not. Know. Is there spring training for football? 
Um, well, Why did I ask you this question? <laughs> I know, whoa, I know stuff about sports. <laughs> um, I don't. Yeah, there is. I just don't know if it's specifically I mean, I know there's like, called spring training. Right. There's what's. Oh God, what's the special word? I almost said scrimmage. It's not scrimmage. It's another one. I only know this because you... I played Madden once on N64. What is it called? You... No. Exhibition game? No. <laughs> yes? I mean, that's a thing, yeah. But is that the one where they play like two or three games before a season starts? Uh, I think that's so. That's not actually part of the, the thing, the win-loss record and all that? I don't know. I do. I will say I don't pay as much attention to football as I do baseball or whatnot. But, yeah. I do, I, I do know that the Red Sox played four and a half hours late the other day because someone left nets in on at work. So, <laughs> so I got to watch them look at a field for four hours in the rain in Detroit. That's incredible. That's some of my favorite <laughs> uh, baseball television because it's just them talking and watching the field get for, just wet. <laughs> it was so great because like a channel like Nessin has filler content for that. So it's like every 15 minutes they'd come back to the field and be like, nope, the tarp is still on the field and there's still rain coming down. Look at these fans who are still in the sh- in the stands. Look at these fans. They're, these are the true fans staying here for this. Now let's go to a 15-minute documentary about uh, Mookie bets. Hey, <laughs> just, hey. Like, goes away. Don't, don't be talking shit about my Mookie. No, I'm not talking shit about it. I just love that they <laughs> no, like they have on hand a Mookie documentary well, for 15 minutes of filler. They should, because <laughs> Mookie Betts is the greatest. Did I get his name right, by the way? What? I wasn't sure about the last name. I knew Mookie, and I was like, it is Betts, right? <laughs> this is incredible. Thank oh you. my god, I pulled, I was like so, I said that so confidently, I was like, I'm just going to say it, I'm going to say it. And I'm I was either surprised, gonna have to, I'm not going to lie. I was like, I'm either going to have to deal with the fact that I said the name wrong, or she's not going to say anything, and we're going to move on. I mean, you should understand something about me, Zach. I fucking love Mookie Betts. <laughs> so if it was wrong, the rest of our, known. you would have known. The rest of this episode would have been say How? his name yeah i would be me teaching you his name and like making sure you committed it to memory oh, that's i would wonderful. i would be the freaking axel <laughs> in this episode get it memorized get people memorized. Yeah, no, uh, I, I love mookie Betts so much that made me Kyrie. anyway i don't know would it make you Kyrie, or would it make you nominee. what nominee or Maybe? or or the V one. Dexon? No. Who's who's the other one? <laughs> who's Vanitas? Vanitas? The one a different that... group. No, That's... the other one they're eating ice cream with. Roxas. Roxas. <laughs> yeah. How did we go from how did we make that leap? Anyway. I... <laughs> God. Cause I said get it mem because I said I would make you memorize it. Clearly, see, that. by the way, everyone, can you tell that this is the episode where Dale's a little tired? <laughs> well, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I did not fall asleep playing Pokemon Let's Go Eevee last night <laughs> when, oh, when I came home. Did you fall asleep? Did you lose your Nuzlocke because it tried to automatically no. fight for you? I think, I think, okay, so... Derailment more. Why the fuck not? Um, so Devin, I got home. I went out for dinner and, and drinks and whatnot last night. 
And I got home and Devin and Cedra were recording. Fine, cool. So I was like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm kind of tired and I'm going to show and play. I'm going to play my Nuzlocke. Why not? Let's see. Let's see how far I can get. Forgot I was on the SSN and forgot what rooms I had gone into. <laughs> so I'm like, this is either going to be just be, this is either going to be super boring for me because I've already entered all these rooms or I'm about to have to do a shit ton of battles. I'm either going to poke my head in here and it's that one random room <laughs> that's basically a Pokemon center or I'm going to die. Mm-hmm. One of those two things is going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, but a third thing happened and that was as I was playing, I kept nodding off during, during battles won every single battle, but, like, was terrified that I would close my eyes and open them and my Pokemon would be dead. <laughs> and I think that's really what fueled me to stay awake for a couple you, more minutes. You found a new layer of video gaming. <laughs> <laughs> I don't... Uh, it was terrifying. It was, it was like, cause I would sleep and I'm like, wait, Dale, my inner brain, my inner monologue would be like, Dale, you were just in a battle. You need to wake the fuck up. And then I'd like jolt myself awake. The little Bulbasaur angel on your shoulder would <laughs> come in and just start smacking you. Like, get up. Yeah. It's like, what is wrong with you? And then I like went into a battle with a kid cause you battled, you fight children in that game who are definitely younger than 10 and yet are on adventures with Pokemon. I mean, half of them are preschool or whatever. Yeah. I'm pretty certain Shorts Boy is preschooler yeah, Joey. Yeah. Someone look but... that up, and if I'm right, I'm going to scream. But I'm pretty certain preschooler <laughs> I mean... Joy- Joey is, I love shorts. They're breezy <laughs> and easy to wear. Um. But yeah, so I definitely got into a fight with that, and then like I fell asleep, and then I could feel myself asleep. I beat him, and then I was like, all right. I'm just going to stand here for a little bit and see if I fall asleep by just standing here. And then I definitely did. And Devin, I heard Devin walk up the stairs and open the door. And I just like jolted awake again. And he was like, <laughs> were, were you just, were you just asleep? I'm like, yeah, none of my Pokemon died though. I like this I'm idea. I'm great at Nuzlocke's. I like this idea that you are somehow, that like data, you needed to diagnose your body and be like, let me just see if this is what happens. Cause I can't just tell that I'm tired. I need to, I need to scientifically figure out if well, I'm sleepy. Well, I had to, I had to like, <laughs> it was fucked up. My head was all kinds of fucked up last night because it's like your brain w- compensated for your tiredness by going yes. into like a weird like uh, a weird uh developer mode yeah <laughs> it was so weird it was like it was like all right dale if you enter another battle you could fall asleep during the battle and get one of your pokemon killed because you might just inadvertently keep pressing the a button and never know because you'll you'll conk out and your muscle memory will take over. Exactly, you know, because that happens. Whatever, you're in REM, REM, not REM. Yep. Yeah, REM. You're REM. In, you're in REM yes. sleep REM and you start twitching, right? Because that happens. Sometimes and, it's uh, the end of the world as you know it, and yes. shiny happy people walk in. Exactly. I've been listening to a lot of shiny happy people. It plays at work all the time. It's bad. With anyway, my, with my shiny Pokemon, I actually like that song. It's it's weird. a fine enough song, just not five times a day. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that's what it was. It was like, all right, 
we're going to take a break because we're in a Nuzlocke because for some reason we thought that was smart. All right, we're going to take a break. If you fall asleep <laughs> in this break, you're fine. You're in the clear. But if you don't, then we could keep playing for a little bit and you might be I... fine. And then I just was done. Why are you negotiating with your brain about how long you should play Pokemon? <laughs> The game's gonna well, be there also, tomorrow, Dale. It was. It was also like I was trying to stay awake to like talk to Devin, so because I had because I I needed to talk to him about stuff. So I was like, I need to stay awake. Devin and CJ should be almost done recording, right? Like they should be almost done. And then I was wrong. So I'm like, well, Pokemon will keep me occupied. But I was I was also wrong about that. It's a good thing I didn't play Hob, because I would have missed everything. I... <laughs> the image, the image in my head that you've given me. Like, there's, a, there's, a, there's also a part of me where it's like, if I fall asleep right now, Devin could come up these stairs and take a picture of me, because that has happened before. And I don't need no no pic no picture picture pictures of me sleeping with Joy Cons on my I don't Ooh, need Now that. you're a robot. Am I a robot? Now uh, you're a robot. Nope, for, you're back. You're not okay, a robot. There you go. Hopefully I'm not a robot on the episode. But I mean, yeah. That makes about as much sense as anything else we've said today. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna Nope, never mind. How are you, Zach? I'm good. That's good. I had to. I drove the wrong people to the hotel today. Wait, how? Hold on. <laughs> no. So. So. <laughs> so. I learned one of the big problems w with um, corporate monopolies today is that sometimes people get confused about which hotels they're staying in because all of your hotels have the same name now. Well, yeah, okay, fair. So. Drop off uh, airline crew. So the way that if anybody here listening doesn't know how TF Green Airport is set up, which is probably too much geographic knowledge to know where I work now. But anyway, <laughs> the way that TF Green Airport is set up is uh, you enter the TF Green entrance and you have a split between departures and arrivals. Have to, I, I had to drop someone off. I had to drop off an airline crew, so I went to departures. And when you drive to departures... When you then come down and have to come back to the street that my hotel is on, where the entrance to the airport is, you have to then go through arrivals to do that. It just it makes you in a big spiral. Okay. Uh, so, come down for departures, come down around the corner, come down to arrivals. Uh, the arrivals, like, lane, road, whatever, is split into three lanes. So, there's, like, the actual lane where you pull off to the side and pick mm -hmm. people up. And then a couple of lanes for cars to keep moving, to keep traffic flowing. Sure. Uh, because, again, they're cycling everybody from departures down to the arrivals area. So they need to have, like, space for cars that clearly don't need to stop to keep going. So I'm in the farthest lane from the arrive from the actual sidewalk where people are getting picked up. And as I'm driving by, I just see these two guys just start waving their hands in their bags oh, around, oh, flagging geez. me down. I take a quick glance at my phone. Not, like, at my phone. I don't, like take my eyes off the road i've i've stopped and that's in fact, good stopped at this point because people are flagging me down but mm -hmm. i took a quick look at my phone i don't have any missed calls so it's not like the hotel has called me to say hey pick these also people pick up. people up while yeah. you're also out there so i now take my giant van luckily there's no one else in the arrivals area at the time when i do this 
and I very quickly just kind of diagonal cut oh, right across to the sidewalk. <laughs> so I'm now across like a lane and a half with like oh my, my nose up near the up near the sidewalk and the ass end of this van out in like that first lane that isn't the pickup lane. <laughs> Because customer service, I wanted to let these guys know I saw them and that I felt bad. And the way that I portrayed that I felt bad was I, you know, did a dumbass traffic thing to be like, oh, hold on. Hi. <laughs> I'm here. I promise. I'm here. I'm here. So I get out. I'm like, did you call the front desk by any chance? I'm like, oh, yeah, we called somebody. It was like, oh, weird. They didn't call me. That doesn't matter. Let me get your bags in. Get you in. Cool. As I'm. Oh, this God. is has nothing to do with the rest of the story. I just want to drag a jerk from New Jersey. As I'm putting this guy, these guys in the van and getting their stuff together, this like car from New the, the plate was from New Jersey. Could have uh -huh. been a rental car, because you know all of the rental cars at this point have, uh, especially at the airport, have all sorts of different states yep. on them. For yeah. however, who knows? And people who use like who do like Lyft and, and Uber for a living. Mm -hmm. Apparently, like, one of the tactics is you rent a car for the day so you don't have to use your own car. And then you pay the, you know, 20 bucks to have it for the day, but then make 100 bucks so it yeah. doesn't matter. Yep. So this car with a New Jersey license plate decides it's going to pull up on the sidewalk, but, like, put its nose as close to the nose of, like, my, oh my van gosh. in that, like, triangle wedge I've made oh my God. now. Like, just pull right up in there. And then give me a look. Like he couldn't see that the van was in this predicament when he pulled up. Like you, you knew what you were getting into when you pulled into this Times Square shaped <laughs> ironworks, like just whole thing I've created for you. <laughs> so then I get oh these two guys God. in the van and as I start to back up, like literally like the, the second that the nose is out of this lane, this car just like jerks forward and just goes through the space that I've made. And I was like, dude, two seconds. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, my God. People from New Jersey, whether you're from New Jersey or just your plates are from New Jersey, you're just as bad as Massachusetts drivers. <laughs> anyway, I drive these guys. You guys are in the van. We're, all, we're talking. I forget what they're talking about. Somehow, I don't know what they're talking about when they got in the car. But by the time we got to the hotel, they had somehow gotten to Cloud City and Leno Calrissian. I don't know what this conversation was, but it was awesome. Okay. But they, but I pull into the driveway. The second I come around the corner and start coming up to the hotel, I hear one of them go, oh, wait, this isn't where we're staying. Oh, shit. <laughs> and I'm like, and like immediately, like my brain goes back to, oh, I didn't get a phone call for these guys. They're flagging me down from yeah. three lanes away and all of it's coming together of just, oh, they fucking, they saw the wrong fucking van. Yep. They saw the wrong van. Oh, God. So what do you do in that? Did you drive them to so, the right hotel? Did you drive I them I back? Would have if it, I would have if it was within three miles. Unfortunately, it was not. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> but, we, but I guess the van, I, I, I get to the hotel. They say what's happening. They say the hotel that they're staying at. So I was like, let me just, I need to run inside for a second and let them know mm -hmm. <laughs> that I've got to bring you at least back to the airport. Yeah. Make sure there's nothing else going on. I go in there. I walk right at the girl at the front desk. I'm like, so these two idiots just got in my hand. <laughs> She's like, they don't, they're not coming here, are they? I said, no. She's like, yeah, okay. Um, what hotel are they at? I told her. She's like, 
that might be close by. Just have them look it up. And if it's within three miles, might as well just drive them there. Yeah. Because it was another hotel set. Like, like we are, you, you know, we are the, okay. And I'm just going to say it. So please don't help me You don't have down. to. We are, we are the so-and-so hotel by larger hotel company. Yeah. There you go. That so, works. And where they're staying is so-and-so hotel by larger hotel company. Because everything that the hotel company now owns has to say by them mm-hmm. after the freaking title, mm-hmm. which is why they got confused. Yeah. So they're like 10 miles away, and I can't go that far. So I'm like, you know what? We'll just we'll get you back to the arrivals thing. We'll figure it out. And, of course, when I get back, their freaking van is sitting right there in front of us. Also diagonally across. No, and it was, no. He was just parked there, like, clearly <laughs> looking for them. Because that happens sometimes where you park down there, and then for 20 minutes you're wandering around trying to figure out where these people are. Yeah. Not so much since we got the better van back, and you can see from, like, a mile away what hotel we're at. But mm. this guy had like a white van kind of the setup I used to have where it's just like a white van with the name of the hotel printed on the side. Yeah. So like people just don't know that your van is there. But yeah, so that was like 30 minutes out of my day oh, to go of, of being five minutes away from the airport to figure out where the hell these two guys are going. That's that's hilarious. <laughs> that's, in, that's, in, that's great. That uh, would make uh, my day, man. honestly. I was like, you know what? It was two o'clock. I was leaving at three. I needed to kill half an hour. That yeah, worked for me. Exactly. <laughs> they, I have definitely learned that like time time moves quick in certain scenarios. And it's like that was a sentence I just said. Okay. There there are times where move where there are moments where time moves really, really weird, but it moves quick because you're doing something weird. Yes. Right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, funny. Like, it's like, oh. I mean, I was thinking, so, so, like, we're driving back to the airport, and at this point, like, I already had to tell these guys I couldn't drive them to their hotel. They had already called the van driver they called originally to tell them that I might be able to drive to the Nair. So then they had to call him back and tell him, no, never mind, you do, in fact, have to pick us up. So that guy probably turned around three times. Yeah. And so we're pulling out of the, the we're pulling it out of the, the hotel, and here's the biggest problem, is that our hotel driveway is, like, not quite sandwiched between two lights, but the problem is I have two lights and two intersections just just close and just far enough away, and also not timed to each other, that I could sit there for, like, five minutes waiting for, like, this green light went, and just as that turned into a red light and that side of the road cleared, this green light went. And now this side of the road is full. And I have to get across like three lanes of traffic to make a left-hand turn out of my friggin' hotel. Yeah. So I could sit there for a while. And, of course, I had to because, I don't know, I did something to karma this morning, apparently. <laughs> so, But it, it's dead silent. It's dead silent the whole time now. Not talking about Lando or Cloud City anymore. But finally get out of the, the, the driveway. We're going down the street. We're coming up to the turn to go back into the airport. And one of them just starts, just starts laughing. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, all of a sudden, all three of us are just cracking up. See? We're just, like, cannot believe it. Because it's just like, you know what, man? Like, it was ultimately... You know, it's not like it's not like they tried to check in and figure out this problem. Yeah. They knew it the second we pulled into the, the hotel. So, like, this whole thing was done in 20 minutes, exactly. ultimately. It took me 10 minutes to get over there and pick them up the first time. So, like, it's not like this was, like, 
the it's not like we wasted eight hours of this. This was yeah. like we turn around, they start laughing, and one of them turns the other is like, "Man, we've been going for like fourteen hours. How is this our day?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, that's that's great. That's incredible. Oh, oh yeah. man. Yeah, I was trying to say something really like stoic, not stoic, important about time, and it came out in just a jumble of words. That happens. Time is cool. Remember last week when I could, when I said we should steal candy from a child? Yeah. So, I mean, really, we, we I said understand. We, we said we would steal ice cream. <laughs> I feel our, like that's worse. From a, from our own partner's, from our own partner. Yeah, Like our own partner's baby we steal ice cream from. Callbacks. <laughs> Oh, oh man. man. Uh don't do that. We can't be speaking in unison now. <laughs> don't tell me what to do. I'll figure out some way to know what you're gonna say and then say it together. And then have oh, that no. creepy moment like that Doctor Who episode <laughs> where I start saying what you're gonna say before you. No. No, yeah. no, no. Midnight's a good episode of Doctor Who, everybody. Y'all should find that episode. <laughs> David Tennant, it's great. <laughs> oh Jesus. <clears throat> Yeah, so I mean that sounds great. That so sounds that like was like great that way. was like my work day today. That's not yeah. even like my whole. That was today. Oh my that god! Was just this morning. That's great. <clears throat> uh, the other thing that, that came up uh, just very quickly because I don't have a lot to say about these yet because I'm not like far in, but I have played a couple of video games. Oh okay. I'm gonna actually bring new video games to the table, oh, everybody. I need, um, yeah, I need to start playing Hob again. The the first one is. Do you remember Sea of Solitude? Yeah. Saw the, we saw the trailer yes. for in our first E3 episode yep. ever. Yeah, so that finally came out. Yep, yeah, I remember you telling uh, it's me. 20 bucks, not bad. Okay. It's, get, it's, you know, reviews are all over the place because that's what happens with, like, big indie stuff, I think. But, I mean, I've played maybe an hour of it, mm-hmm. but I really like it so far. It's still just as gorgeous as the trailers had. Yeah. It's just as on the nose. <laughs> um, I mean, it, it opens up just, like, with this big screen kind of list thing with... Um, with like a whole paragraph written by the woman that we saw on stage that I do not remember her name and it's Scandinavian in nature. Mm-hmm. So I'm not even going to pretend to know how to say it, Yeah. but uh, the the whole game is about not only dealing with things like depression and anxiety and, and mental illness and all of that, but also being a part of like a family or a friend to someone that has depression, yeah. anxiety and, and all that. And like both, the feeling of you want to help that person and also the feeling of there's sometimes you just like you can't you're not even that you can't but oh. like your first instinct of this is what I'm going to do to make you feel better because I'm going to make you feel better that's sometimes the wrong instinct to go with mm. when helping someone with anxiety and depression and how that affects that can just make things worse sometimes and all that stuff so um so far the most I have done is like I dealt with a giant crab monster that was yelling at me for <laughs> being so you know hard to deal with and anxiety ridden so that was but (laughs) but um i mean i'm waiting to see where it goes it's not supposed to be a very long game so i'm not i mean i'm not far into it but i don't think i'm far from the end of it either Mm -hmm. so i don't know when i finish it i'll probably have more to say to that but i'm just happy it's out it came out like uh fourth of july weekend so it's not like super like i'm hoping people actually like find it and buy it yeah is I'm hoping it doesn't get drowned out by just the holiday, uh, which was definitely dominated by Mario Maker coming out. Oh, uh, yeah. But the other game that came out is The Sinking City also finally came out, which is the other Cthulhu game to come mm-hmm. out. The 
one that had more care put into it, and yet I think... So, Call of Cthulhu came out this year, yeah. which is um, the title, which shares a title with the tabletop role-playing game, Call of Cthulhu, and that's about it. Otherwise, it's a pretty straightforward, like, first-person perspective, like, narrative story yeah. that has some sort of, some upgrading stuff to it and all that, and there is, like, some detective stuff that goes on, but you are playing a specific character doing going through a specific story. You're doing kind of the same thing in Sinking City, but it's a lot more open. Okay. Uh, so you're playing the private detective Charles Reed, who has been, he's a like Navy World War One vet who's like plagued by these visions, these like schizophrenic visions of like being in the ocean and something coming for him. And he's kind of going mad. And so he goes, he gets word about this town, Oakmont in Massachusetts, where all these people are having these same visions. So he goes to just kind of check it out. Um, but they've incorporated so many things directly from H.P. Lovecraft's stories. So not just the not just the role playing game that came out, but like actual story stuff going oh, on. Okay. So like um, like one of the ruling classes in this town is uh, the guy's name is Throgmorton, which I think is from the actual story. I forget. I don't know any of these stories. I apologize. I'm a terrible Providence. Yeah, I don't uh, know. I'm a terrible Providence adjacent uh citizen in that i know very little about hp lovecraft yeah so do but, i <clears throat> but like they're a family that is like half ape oh okay so like definitely like so so the problem is and and it says right up front uh hp lovecraft kind of a horrid racist and that's a, definitely a thing that they are dealing with in this game. And that's definitely things that those were themes that came through, like even for the time, mm -hmm. like this isn't even just like, oh, it was the 1920s. It was in the 1920s. People looked at him and went, oh, that guy's really fucking racist. Yeah. Oof. So, <clears throat> so like this like family, like this thing that the, the family that this uh, like creature, this like monkey human hybrid is based on was definitely like a oh dear god what if black people got money kind of hard like like racist Jesus. fear that he had and in the game they're like well okay so yes he we're, we're gonna use these creatures but we're not going to play in the same horrible stereotypes that he played in uh and in fact like they're the ones that are kind of super racist to the fish people that live in this town that just came in um, and so you've got humans and you've got fish people and you've got monkey people <laughs> in this town and there's like weird kind of interplay with them. But then also half the town has been, you know, unsurprisingly sunk Sinking, into the ocean yeah. from different like various earthquakes and disasters. Uh, so like half the town you have to get around on boat, but it's like a rickety little motorboat um, for anybody out there who saw us. I don't think did you Dale? Did you see us? No. Did we talk about that? No, no. I didn't think so. Um, <laughs> There's a scene, in, a very good scene in Us where Winston Duke has is showing off this boat he just bought, but it's mm. like a crappy little dinghy with a motor that he has to like punch to get working. Nice. Um, it's very oh, good. Oh, yeah, that's in the trailer. I've seen, yeah. I saw that, yeah. Yeah, so that's the kind of thing that you're like going around town in. Okay. Uh, but also like you're going around like floating furniture and barrels and buildings that have collapsed into the ocean yeah. <laughs> around you. Uh, and you're doing so, – so you're – the main investigation is that this guy – yeah, this monkey man, uh, Th Throg Martin has hired you to basically figure out what happened to his son because his son went off on this expedition with these people. Uh, and when they all came back, they were all nuts. Uh, they went off to the ocean and when they came back, they were all crazy and murderous and 
so you're just basically kind of tracking down what happened there. And then you go around town also trying to figure out why all these people are having these weird visions of monsters coming out of the ocean and stuff like that. Um, so it's all it's it's very, you know, noirish yeah. and uh, like exploratory, which is cool. It's a little slow at times, but, you know, um, I'm still waiting to see kind of what the story does because I'm yeah. still I'm like in that early phase where like I I'm still kind of in those like early main mission things that are supposed to be tutorials, but they've also started giving me side missions and I'm just getting keep getting distracted by the side stuff. Yeah, that I haven't done any, the main... any of this stuff. <clears throat> Because you get, like, guns and stuff in this game. Like, you start off the game with two little handguns, and I keep going, like, when do I get a bigger gun? Because there's no... <laughs> Part of the things with this town is that there's no merchants. It's not like you can't just go up to someone and be like, hey, I did a bunch of side missions and collected a bunch of money. Give me all the guns now. Instead, it's like they... they everything is... Because of what's happened to the town and the sinking and all of that, everything is now in a barter system. So, like, you have to do certain story missions to get... Get better some, guns in yeah. return and like you get you get handed like scrap to make bullets and stuff like that but even doing the side missions it's not like you're building up like a huge hoarding collection of money or anything hmm. so um interesting yeah it's it's structured very weird uh so i'm still working my way through it um yeah. it's it definitely is like it is trying to not hold your hand about what to do but in doing so i'm getting a little lost yeah so like it's it's got these like interesting systems of like every time you get like a new side mission or even in the main mission it's like here are your you know starting leads and instead of populating your map with those they actually make you do it basically so it's here's your map of the town and here's your clues and one of those clues is oh you have to go to so and so warehouse and so what it'll tell you is so and so warehouse is in this district of the town in the northern in the northern part of this district in the town between these two streets mm. so go on your map and find that area and then just kind of put a pin in that spot and then go find it um yeah that's um this sounds like one that i would watch people play right right not, so people not for me to play. Wander, rather than wander around and try and find it yourself um because the other thing is that every now and then you just walk into a building and it's infested with monsters that are too strong for you to kill because you haven't gotten the better gun yet yeah. So that's happening. <laughs> yeah. So I'm working my way through it. Cool. But I do like, like, I kind of like that structure because yeah. I play so many open world games where it's just like, here's 80,000 things to check off, mm -hmm. go do them, mm -hmm. that anything that kind of changes that up is interesting cool enough to, to me for a yeah. little while. I mean, that's um, good. That's, it's good that it's, it's, um, it's a genre that you know, but people are still able to mix it up, like, that's yeah, that's the coolest thing about it is that yeah no there aren't you know how people say there aren't like original ideas or anything anymore and there are like you know it's all variations seven, on these same yeah things. it's yeah. like the variations on these so that's the same with you know video games and whatnot it's a you know there's open world there's rpg all of that and there are so many ways you can do an open world but when someone does it differently that's what you're going to gravitate towards and that i mean it's cool that some that people yeah. are able to do that still they, you know they also sort of brought one of the things like there's a so the company that made this is uh called frogware uh -huh. and they're most famous for making a bunch of sherlock holmes games yeah. um like that are 
extremely 50-50. Some of them are good and some of them are terrible. But one of the ones that they, and, and I've only ever seen this like previewed and I've never played it and I've always wanted to to see exactly how it works. But there's mm-hmm. one where I think it was just after like Sherlock with, with Benedict Cumberbatch got big. So they were trying to really play on the whole like uh, mind palace mm. craziness going mm-hmm. on. The, hey, let's. what if we just made you connect things by looking around in weird directions? Um, so one of those Sherlock games, you would find all of the clues for a, uh, for a mystery. And then you would literally do this thing where you would start connecting those clues to come up with like conclusions. And so theoretically you would do that. And then Sherlock Holmes would come up with a conclusion based on all the stuff you connected and then solve the mystery, quote unquote. The thing is that like the game just took whatever you connected and assumed like was like okay this is what you connected so this was the deduction that Sherlock Holmes made we're not really going to tell you if that's the right answer we're just going to tell you <laughs> that's the answer that comes out of the deduction you made yeah. and they kind of brought that over to this but in a simpler form in that only two things can ever connect so eventually like eventually you can kind of brute force your way through it which doesn't work as well as they yeah. thought that they thought it would because eventually you get like as you're going through the main case you're you've got a page that's just building up with a bunch of different like clues and leads and then it's like okay now sit here for five minutes and just start like connecting dots and i mean if you connect two dots that don't connect it tells you straight up that there's no conclusion to draw from that (laughs) yeah so it's like eventually you just kind of sit there it's like well okay those two didn't work what if i connect these two oh there it is there's my conclusion yeah and then it gives you the next lead for the I mean that's cool mystery that's cool it's cool it's cool and I mean like it's it feels nice to do that in one shot versus like you sit yeah. there like a couple of times and be like yeah, oh yeah. why don't these two I really thought these two things would connect mm-hmm. but like it's also like if I get tired enough of it I could sit there for 10 minutes and just connect one two three four up oh, there's the answer moving on yeah so as long as like the connections make sense that sort of thing shouldn't happen yeah it's only when you hit that sort of like old old school style adventure game scenario where it's like oh you were supposed to take the spoon and snap it in half and use it as a key it was like okay why would i ever think of doing that yeah that's the thing that's when that's what it's going to become a problem but that hasn't happened yet because i just started the game so let's see what happens hopefully it doesn't (laughs) um but yeah so but sea of solitude definitely everybody should check out i think it deserves that shot um again it's only 20 bucks so why not um but sinking city on the other side of that is like mm-hmm. a full $60 game yeah. um, and is also kind of janky as hell in some places. <laughs> it's yeah. just is what it is. I mean, Fro- I, I mean, Frogware makes popular Sherlock home games, but I'm sure they don't have like a ton of money. So I don't want to like judge them on that, but it's just so funny to be like, one of the things is you can't jump in the game, but you can climb with the triangle button to like climb over boxes and walls and stuff. And sometimes it just feels like it's guessing when you can and can't <laughs> climb over the wall so well it's like um that's like rhyme kind of where you don't there's no real like combat and there's no real jump you kind of just walk and move and whatnot and some at some parts of the game you can jump but it's you do it's a very much a guessing game it's like are you gonna let me jump here oh no cool okay you're gonna let me climb here no cool <laughs> like so I, I guess that. I just don't need to climb up there because you won't let me do it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, um, it looks like I need to get up there, but you're telling me I can't. What do you want me to do? 
Oh, uh, but the uh, the other thing I did this week was I saw Aladdin. You finally, did. four weeks later. I did too. Yeah, <laughs> at different theaters on the same day. And at like very similar times. Yes, because like Saturday morning I got up. I was like. Oh, I have to do some stuff. I should go see <laughs> Aladdin as a reward because no one will go to Aladdin <laughs> and I'll be over in Warwick anyway. Why don't yeah. I do that? And then I was like, but then like figuring out my schedules and stuff took me a little bit longer than I thought. I was getting closer and closer to needing to go to work and I was like, oh, I think it's like a three hour movie or something, like two and a half or something. Turns out that most of that was just like all of the previews and stuff that yeah. were playing when it originally started. Mm-hmm. So when I saw it, there was like two previews and then the movie was great. Yeah. The movie the movie starts and then like two hours later I'm out mm-hmm. so it was fine but I was like sitting there like trying to time it the whole day I was like do I have enough time to do this do I want to spend the money <laughs> to do it? and eventually like you and Devin are messaging like this is what we're doing we're going to Connecticut we're going to see it. I was like fuck it I'm going to see this movie <laughs> I deserve it yes. treat yourself with Aladdin yes <laughs> treat yourself oh man it was I really really enjoyed it I had it was so much fun I. I'm admitting to you right now, as soon as Arabian Nights started, I started crying for, like, no reason, just from, like, happiness. I got goosebumps. Yeah. I did get goosebumps because I was like, oh, because the thing that happened was Arabian Nights started, Mm -hmm. and my number one fear for that movie was always not Will Smith's acting, it was his singing. singing? Will Smith is a rapper, Yeah. and Will Smith is an actor, and he's good at both of those. I have never heard Will Smith sing, Mm -hmm. and that was always the thing that worried me. An Arabian night started, and I went, yeah, this works. Nope, this yeah, is good. No. And it started, and I was like, oh, good. Then Guy Ritchie came up on the screen, and what? I was like, fuck, I forgot. <laughs> I didn't know, and neither did Devin. Both of us, like, we were just like, wait, what? Yeah, no. I am um, crazy. But yeah, That's I... also the first Guy Ritchie film I've seen in a theater in a very long time. Oh, really? Now it's when Zach admits to more movies he hasn't seen. <laughs> I haven't seen either Sherlock Holmes movie that he made, nor have I seen King Arthur. So I have not seen a Guy Ritchie film in theaters in a very long time. I don't think I've ever seen a Guy Ritchie film in theaters, actually, because Lock, Sock, and Two Smoking Barrels and Snatch I saw on DVD much later than they came out. Huh. So so this might be the first time I've actually sat down in a theater and watched a Guy Ritchie film. Jeez, wow. Yeah, no, I, um... It was, and it's, it's, so it's one of those moments too, where like, I don't think people get it, but like Devin and I, Devin and I are two emotional human beings, right? <laughs> we cry at shit. Okay. We cry at shit for sometimes no reason. It just hits us in some way that it makes us cry. And that happened with Aladdin. It's like, we've, we've also cried at just like good filmmaking and I don't, I don't know, I can't speak for Devin, but, like, for me, it was this moment of, like, oh, my God. I remember, I always forget how much I love Aladdin. Like, the, just the, and I, I mean, I've never read, you know. I the never, original story? I never read I have, the original story. I have one of those, never, like, really nice Barnes & Noble, like, faux leather bound versions of mm, arabian nights yeah. and i was like going through it story by story i never got to aladdin <laughs> yeah no and i've i it's one of them it's again there are <laughs> millions of books in this world that i want to read and it is one of them but it's just like at like i loved i loved the disney movie growing up and i loved the character and all of that and i'm like this is cool so it was like that moment of oh my god i get to watch this story that i love 
uh, unfold in front of me, and that's great. And then, but it's also just that that moment of listening to it, realizing that it is just a story being told, and like weaving through the market and the bazaar and everything, and it just like. I got really emotional for some reason. <laughs> and then I can hear Devin sniffling. And I'm like, <laughs> if people ever questioned if we were siblings, they don't need to. Because no doubt in my mind, he is also emotional for similar things right now. He is emotional because there is because of the the just the film work that is being put into this the weaving through it was just beautiful it was a beautiful moment and then <coughs> wow my voice just cracked um <clears throat> there was another moment during it where oh prince ali i started crying <laughs> and i was like again, i i liked, I liked was... that scene way more than i thought i would yeah right cuz that's the moment that like because i especially because that's the one i mean it's the biggest uh, that and friend like me which unsurprising that both of these are in the trailer mm. those are the biggest song moments yes. like that that have like the biggest yes. choreography and stuff so if you want to show off the movie that's what's gonna be in there mm -hmm. and prince ali is the one that looks the most bollywood yeah for lack of a better phrasing and i know that that's the, that's one of the things that concerned people oh, because yeah. india is very distinct from the rest of the middle east for many reasons yes. both like cultural <laughs> and, and and otherwise and so like the idea that they would be incorporating bollywood. like indian yeah. bollywood stuff in there starts to worry people because it's like okay there's a like there's a we're talking about guys. arabia there's yeah. a very big distinction but when you take it in the context of prince ali coming from somewhere else and it is in fact supposed to be an out of place thing yep, exactly. it works a thousand times better in the context of that actual scene yeah yeah what doesn't hold up in that scene speaking of uh prince ali though is it is, is it uh, when he's dressed as the woman going through okay. and they have the reveal here's why it doesn't work and i'm gonna bring up breath of the wild weirdly enough because it this came up in that okay. i don't know if you ever I, I don't think you ever got this far into. No, Breath but I know I know what you're um, talking about. So I know in Breath of the Wild, yeah. there is the Gerudo village where only women are allowed in, yep. and so Link has to dress as a woman to get in. But the way that he gets the outfit to dress as a woman to get in is he's talking to someone who, you know, a man who has supposedly been able to sneak in and out, and it turns out he's been able to do that by dressing as a woman. And the end of that quest line is a very quick, very poor joke about. Uh, you ha he's met the person dressed as a woman and her face mask, uh, her face veil uh, comes off and it's revealed that she has a beard and Link looks shocked at it and you're supposed to kind of laugh at that and that's transphobic in its own ways and all of that. Yeah. So in Prince Ali, again, this is one of the things that is pulled from the animated, the original animated feature mm -hmm. is that the genie changes form all the time but for some reason can never remove his beard. Just yeah, sure. it's, it's, always it's just a there. thing. Yeah, it's just a thing where he, whatever he turns into, always has the beard. Mm -hmm. And so when he is dressed as a woman during that song, he is going through uh, with the veil on. And again, at the very end, the veil comes off, and he's got the beard, and he makes a some sort of face and covers it. Yeah. So that's kind of a similar joke. That's the only thing in that whole scene that I was like, ooh, that did not hold up after all of these years. I'm not surprised that that is in there, like especially this, the, just the scene in general that he is dressed as a woman and going through because I'm not surprised that they brought that over. But like, I liked this movie a lot. 
I also think that if I'm going to say I like this movie a lot, I should bring up some of that some of the stuff that didn't quite work. Oh. So that was the only thing in there that did not work. That 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 I should say that that hit me weird. I mean, there's other stuff that didn't didn't work in various ways, but if we're going to talk about stuff like anything that not even if anything's going to be borderline offensive, quote unquote, that was the scene. Everything else in that movie is is what it is. But yeah. that was the scene that was like, oh, we, maybe we didn't have to carry this over from the original in some way. Well, uh, no, no. And you're not you're not wrong. Like you're you're it did feel it felt a little weird. But again, it is, you know, like you said, it is carried from the original. It's it's and it is that maybe they didn't think far enough and like realize what that scene could mean and how it could be taken um but yeah you're not you're not wrong it did feel a little weird for me what feels weird in prince ali and again i loved this movie but again it hit it hit my ear kind of weird was uh where it's um the original verse the original verse or lyric is her uh heard your princess was a sight lovely to see and they changed it to heard your princess was hot where is she and that hit my ear wrong <laughs> cuz i'm like that's a weird change yes it did and... you're right because that hit me too <laughs> but here's the thing is that is that also the moment where jasmine rolls her eyes and walks yes. away yes okay so, so like so is... i think what happened was that hit me weird and then that happened yes. and i went okay well okay yeah <laughs> At least she is like, oh, fuck She's you. She's acknowledging yeah. that. Yes. Um, which that was really cool, too. The to give. I mean, I, I don't I don't as much as I love the original movie. There are parts that I don't remember wholly about. But I feel like Jasmine is so much more important in this movie. Oh, no, they gave her. I mean, that's, and... that's a big reason why this movie is two hours and 10 minutes yeah. and not just 90 minutes again is because they didn't really take a lot out of the original one but they added yeah. in a lot to give jasmine well, more yeah. agency in what she's doing and she's, uh, they she, also added to jafar's story which we'll get to in a minute yeah but yeah, like yeah, jasmine yeah. definitely gets so much more characterization mm-hmm. of like she deserves to be yeah. running agrabah mm-hmm. this is not just a matter of exactly. like she should be married off like that's just something that the original aladdin never actually even thought about was like oh mm-hmm. if you actually think about it in this weird whole lying marriage setup that Aladdin has set up. Mm-hmm. He also sets himself up to be Sultan. Yeah. If you really think about it. Which <laughs> I don't. So and like it doesn't. Out of its, and it just never says it. it, that, it but never, I think it, and it never happens in the original. And then I, I, and I asked Devin at the end, I was like, does she become Sultan in the original? And he's, and he mentioned in the third one, like they don't, they get married in the third one because someone needs to be Sultan. But I don't think it's ever explicitly said who. Um, but no, no, I, and Jasmine is always one of the princesses who I've always just in my head thought was a badass, and then they made her even more of a badass in the live action, which I appreciated, and, and, and a, it, it's, I... it, it's just like, the fact that we get more time with her at, when she's in disguise in the bazaar, the fact that she's she in is the there. street rat, that yes. she's with him during the yeah. street rat she sequence is, she's is so during the street good. Rat, she's d- there for one jump ahead. Like it's, <clears throat> it's incredible. And it made me so happy. <laughs> that is also, by the way, of all of the scenes in this movie, that is like the Guy Ritchie moment oh, yeah. where they were like, like so much of this movie relies on these kind of steady shots of large uh, shots of people dancing and stuff. But they were like, but if you want to do your whole, 
people running through a crowded street in like sped up shots yep. and these like weird transitions. You know what? Street Rat's the time to do oh, that. Yeah. Get it out of your system up front because that's the one song where you can kind of have some fun and mm-hmm. then everything else has to do. And it looked <laughs> so good. Like it looks, I love it's that like a, shit. It's like, it's, like a, it's like a weird Guy Ritchie music video yeah. for Street at the beginning of this oh, movie so good. and then it happens again at the end at the very end the the like music for the credits okay. and it's and it is sped up again and i'm like this looks so cool like i want this to happen more but i feel like people think it is such a gimmick that that's why it doesn't happen but like if it's done well which it is here's the problem like it became oh. a gimmick because people decided they were going to copy Guy Ritchie yeah. after watching Snatch and Lockstock and Two Smoking yeah. Barrels in college. That's True. the problem. Guy Ritchie's the one that started True. this gimmick yeah. in a lot of ways. But it's just so good. It's so it looks so cool. And like especially for something like Aladdin, it looks it makes it look that much more fantastical. Like it it makes me believe, yeah, there's magic in this world because look at how fast these fucking people are moving. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, but yeah, <laughs> I loved it. It was, and, and it was like, a lot of fun. Yeah. And like going back to like, like, like giving Jasmine and her mother, who's never mentioned mm-hmm. in the original mm-hmm. one is like, oh, by the way, More your mother backstory. passed away. Like her mother passed away, but she was from a neighboring vill- a neighboring city that Jafar is like decided he wants, wants to, to fucking destroy. destroy. Yeah. Like giving Jafar a backstory, giving Jafar, we also need to talk about Supergirl at some point. We because do. Here's the th- I also finished Abby's. I, I haven't to- finished Abby's yet. I think I still get two episodes left. Okay, good. Um, so here's the thing, a, a little bit into Supergirl season four, because this is, I think, tied to Jafar a little bit. So we had talked about here and there throughout season four of Supergirl that Ben Lockwood as Agent Liberty, uh, there are times where he becomes a little too sympathetic that yeah. you are concerned sometimes what you're supposed to feel about mm-hmm. him. Yeah. I think ultimately by the end of... Uh, oh my god, we're going to talk about Supergirl season 4 because I think that season purposely starts in a different place than where it ends in a very good oh, way. Yeah. But um I think what happened with Ben Lockwood is a thing that didn't happen with Jafar but they treaded close to it, which is that sometimes you can in trying to humanize and give more backstory to your villain, you accidentally make them more sympathetic and likable. Yep. And instead, with Jafar, it only I mean it you get more backstory to him, but he's still a bad guy. And you still hate so, him. So like you like, know still... he, like he comes up he came up as a thief, mm-hmm. he built his way up, and then you realize that like but and then it becomes very clear that like what he really wants is ultimate cosmic power. Like yeah. there's no there's there's not a sympathetic reason for why he wants to be anything more other than he grew up with nothing and now he wants other people to pay. Yeah. But like just knowing that about him and it it's like it calls back to it. When he takes him in the desert oh. and steals her brooch and steals her her hair piece her hair out piece? of his pocket, oh, let's and then talk later about... steals the lamp yes! from him, yes, so you know that. But you know that he can do that because he's already stolen from mm-hmm. him already in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, oh my god, that setting scene, that up. <laughs> that scene was incredible. Where they were in, like, it was there were like those drapes and. Yeah. Yeah, just, that, like, that was outplay, incredible. And it's just like, just very quick, these very quick cuts oh. of him. Playing, you know exactly what's going to happen, yep. and it works. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I just, oh my God, I could not believe how well, like, they, they just rounded out the two characters that needed the most rounding out in this yeah. movie, and it yeah. made it so good. Yeah, yeah. And, and it, just, like, 
cast in general was excellent. Like they Aladdin and Jasmine sound like animated Aladdin and Jasmine. I don't know if they did anything to their singing voices or what, but even when they're speaking, they sound so much mm. like those characters. Yeah, yeah and it, it was just, I don't know. And I love Naomi Scott. I I mean, I saw her, she was in Terra Nova, which I often forget about, but uh, now we'll never forget. But she's also a Pink Ranger. She's Kimberly in, in Power Rangers. And oh, is like, that where she, that's why I yeah. recognized her. And like, so I just, I love her. And it was just so much fun to watch her like in this role. <laughs> and like be the badass that I have seen her be, and it's just like yeah okay. All she right. is also in new. Play. <laughs> she's also in New Charlie's Angels, isn't she? Um yes. Is she the, yes is she, she is. Right? She's the one that gets brought in as the new. She's the yep. one that she's the scientist that they bring in, yep. right? Yep. So good for her. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm very excited yeah, to see like, more I, stuff I, with her. I love that she gets a new song. It does sound like Ugh. it's very obvious that it's a modern song stuck into the rest of that yes that's not on her or it's the so song good, I mean, or like that's just the song but it's still good it's, it's so also such good. a good moment the second i kind of realized what was happening mm. with this when she gets that re that that like full moment to sing speechless and oh. i was like oh okay oh, i see the, what's going the moment on moment where she's like in her head and people are fucking dusting in the that, wind yes incredible thanos for a few minutes yes yeah. when she becomes thanos people off the map it, i again <laughs> Again, should come as no surprise, bawling during and that I like, scene. She, I was like, what is she going to do here? And the fact that, yeah. like, the response is, because they, they build Jasmine up as a much more intellectual character. I mean, she was always, like, an outspoken, smart mm. woman in the original. She's but again, always been a badass in my eyes. Hasn't been given, right, because she, she was knew what she was talking about yes. and spoke her mind. Yeah. But in this, it's like, okay you know that she's reading books all the time. Mm -hmm. You know that she has memorized maps because she's not allowed to leave mm -hmm. because there's that entire scene where you try to get him to put a Baba on, <laughs> yeah, the, on map. the map. Um, um, so like, so the, the fact that like her, her huge moment comes to, she's just going to get in their faces and can like, just straight up like a queen, oh, like, yeah. a like a sultan, like a like, sultan. Hey, you know what's right here. Yeah. You need to stand up and do the right thing. Yeah, no, no. It was incredible. And, like, it is It is one of those scenes where I thought, I 100% thought that, I thought that this end movie was, like, almost going to end with Aladdin and Jasmine not getting together, at least not on screen. Like, I did not, ex there's that, that moment made me feel like, all right, the end of this movie is Jasmine's going to become Sultan and... And Aladdin, like Mad Max and Fury Road is just going to go off into the night yeah, and do something, his own Something like that. <laughs> and they'll find each other. There's no doubt in my mind that they will get together, but I don't need to see it on screen. Like, I am okay just knowing that in my head. And that was the scene because it is, she 100%, like, she does she shouldn't have to prove, but it, it sucks that in the society of, of Agrabah, right, Agrabah? Yeah. Yes. It, 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 you know, she does have to prove, like, her worth and, like. Genie straight up pulls the fucking Agrabah constitution out of his pocket well, no, and scrolls through and is like, there yeah. it is, right there. Yeah. Woman can't be sold. I can remove that yeah, from. The, I, I can, can remove well, that no, from the whole No, thing. it's 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 a uh, woman. Uh, she need princess needs to marry a prince. It's right. it has nothing to do with Sultan. 
So like it's Oh, you're right because yeah. all it says is all it is is that her father at some point mm-hmm. is like it just hasn't happened in a thousand yeah. years. It There's ha- nothing it's else never stopping happened. That. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not a law, it's nothing. It's just like it's that moment where she is like no 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 no. I can fucking do this and it is time for me to do this because I don't need anybody else. Doesn't matter how much I love this guy. They, they, I don't need him. <laughs> they, they make it very clear that her being Sultan is not at all tied to, to Aladdin. Her marriage. Yeah, or, or her, marriage, her marriage to or Aladdin. Anything. It's, it's tied to her marriage at the beginning of the film in that whoever she marries is going to be Sultan. Yes. But they make it very clear at some point that there is a distinction between her love for Aladdin and wanting to be with him mm-hmm. is a separate thing from her ability and deserving to be, be Sultan. Sultan. Yeah. Yeah, no. That, uh... Uh, I've listened to Speechless like three times <laughs> after that fact, and it's just like that that sequence is just incredible. And I thought her running through and like ripping down the the tapestry and then sit, the image of her in front of the throne like like literally chills. I it gave me chills. <laughs> And I was just, like, so out of, like, breath and all of that. I'm like, I am breathless right now. This is beautiful and incredible. And I I wish there was more of this in the Marvel movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, you're not wrong. (laughs) I mean, I wish there was more than just one movie that made me feel like this. Yeah. No, it it was awesome. It was so good. And Will Smith did great. I think that there are scenes that are very clearly like, again, brought over from the original. And in those scenes, I think he is a little more reserved because he's like, I, I mean, I'm sure. I mean, I wouldn't want to fucking fill Robin Williams shoes in any scene, even if I was just repeating what he was doing. But I think all of the added scenes with him mm. where he gets to just do whatever he wants, like the fucking jam, the fucking like we're going to The gonna jam scene was so good. What, like because it's just Will Smith gets the fucking riff with mm-hmm. him. Yeah. Like that's so good. And like all of the stuff with the handmaiden is great. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was a great addition too. And, but yeah, I love, I've never but, been but, more like, embarrassed. I think that's... I've never been more embarrassed. More... In, in 10,000 years. In 10,000 years. <laughs> um, just like when they go to the party, he's like, I know that I'm like supposed to be your servant as your genie yeah. and I'm your, I'm like your, your servant in this ruse, but also we're at a party. So take your awkward ass <laughs> over there. I'm going to go over here. <laughs> like, I, I like to party. You're not ruining this for me. You're not ruining this for me. <laughs> um, no, I think, yeah, I think that he was, he did a really good job of distant, like, I think he did a good job distancing himself from the Robin Williams genie. I really yeah, I do. Think yeah, I do. I do think that like like and... the, the one thing that it always gets me that I think about is whenever the, the whatever scene where he's not not when he's all of the waiters, but there's like one scene where he like does the spin and he does like one two whatever where he's like dressed as like a bellhop or a genie or, or mm-hmm. a genie or, or like a waiter yeah. and he's got like one head and then two and then something else and that is definitely pulled from the original oh yeah and like that is the thing like that sort of thing is the thing that makes me go okay so you just brought this over and he's just like repeating the lines and he's doing a good job of it but like what it really does is really makes me miss robin williams but like I, i've See, been looking so more weird. and more at these remakes and i've been looking more and more at these like Ultimately, Disney is doing this because, one, they know they'll make a billion dollars each movie, and two, because they're trying to extend copyright on characters that should not be copywritten for any number of reasons. They were 
fucking public domain before they even made them their own characters, let alone however many years later. Like, that's what Disney is actually doing with these. That's why they're making these movies. They're putting the effort into it because they're Disney and they have a reputation to uphold. But that's why they're doing it. But I've been trying. We're not stopping that from happening anytime soon. Yeah. So ride the wave. Um, <laughs> so I've been looking more and more at these like remakes in, in these retellings and these editions and all of that as like like when a play gets like a new production mm. and like like the, the, here in Providence there is the um, I almost said Nightmare Before Christmas <laughs> fucking hell oh, Christmas Carol Christmas Carol Christmas Story this Christmas Carol Trinity, uh, Trinity Reptus Christmas Carol every year as like mm-hmm. a Rhode Island tradition yep. and so because it's a tradition and every year they're doing the same play they change it up once in a while there was a year where they straight up put a fucking giant pool on the stage and flooded it and did the entire play on a bridge over that pool like they'll do wild shit I did not know that that's awesome yeah they, they'll do wild shit and so like I, I I try to look at these retellings now and be like okay so what they're doing they're just retelling these stories they're adding stuff that needs to be added they're fixing the representation problems that Disney fucking created yep. in the first place by by these actors and then like and even then they're not doing it perfectly because there's all these conversations around just keeping it at Aladdin in the original Arabian story Aladdin is Chinese like in the original story he is a he's like a Chinese thief in Arabia or whatever and so like the fact that he still wasn't Chinese American actor in this is like a whole thing for some people and it's like okay so they're still not getting it perfect but they're doing it a whole lot better than they did before yeah the fuck new Mulan trailer dropped and I'm sure you haven't watched it because you watch stuff in trailers. Like, it's a teaser. You don't yeah, get a lot. Yeah. But I've seen bits. I know that there's. I'm still waiting for the shoe to drop because I've heard some weird shit about what they're doing with that story. Yeah. But what they showed was a fucking badass like action drama, <laughs> and just Mulan being a fucking badass. And of course, people were like, "But where's Mushu?" It's like, "Fuck Shut you!" Shut up! Look at this That's not what it's about. Woman. Look at oh this, such a badass oh warrior God. woman in this trailer. Ridiculous. So, like, they're fixing ridiculous. some of that shit. So yeah. I'm all for that. Yeah. I'm all for, I'm all for Halle Bailey being Arya at this yes. point. Yeah. Like, of course. So, There's like. There's no reason why not. Like. Right. So, so, like, if that's, if they're going to do what they're doing and they're going to, like, be hiring more diverse mm-hmm. actors to do this, sure. Let them do it. But, and every time I watch this, it's like, okay, so it's like. You know, different colleges, different theater troops, different yeah. groups do different versions of stories all the time, and different actors come in and bring their shit in. Yeah. I'll, I'm all for it. So, I want to see what you bring to the table. I mean, honestly, so far of the of the live action remakes, the only one that has not worked for me and that I will, I would, I don't think I would ever watch again is Beauty and the Beast. And I pro- I've caught bits and pieces of it, so I want to watch it mostly because I have my own theories on the yeah. aesthetics of that movie. Yeah. But that's not because I think, I mean, it is it is like, especially now I did Beauty and the Beast as one of the high school plays I worked on. Yeah. So I also have, I mean, I so love for the same reason story. I don't ever want to watch Grease again yeah. anytime soon, I probably wouldn't sit down and subject myself to Beauty and the Beast for a while, 15 years later. But, but like, like I will sit down and watch Beauty and the Beast. I've got no problem with it. But I think of all of them, Beauty and the Beast is the one that, like, they just straight up shot for shot, kind of. Kind of, yeah. But they, but they add shit to it that just, like, I am, I am, like I've said, I, like I said 
I think I said this last week, and I've I am I will always say this. I am all about malleability. Like I think comic book characters are made to be malleable, just like I feel like fairy tale characters are mer- malleable because that's just they, what they are. They are fairy tales. Like you can specifically coming out of oral traditions it, that are made exactly. to be different every time you tell exactly. them. Exactly. Like <laughs> it, it's okay to change shit. There is something that they do in Beauty and the Beast. Which, like, is cool, but it's literally just thrown in with, like... Is that like... their exclusively gay moment, as they no. called it? No, 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 oh, no, no, Oh, damn. No, no, no. The fact that that no. isn't even the thing you're talking about no. is kind of funny. No, 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 no. <laughs> Well, I have... I could talk about that in other... I, I think we've had this conversation. I, just, like, I know, we have. I just yeah. love every time that comes up to use the terms exclusively gay moment because it means fucking nothing. Yeah, no, it's, it's ridiculous. Um... I mean, yeah, I could don't even get me anyway. started. Anyways, anyway. but it's like there's just there's this thing because you haven't seen it. I don't want to like ruin it for you. I'll watch. Is it on Netflix? I'll watch it tonight. I don't I know. Go. I don't know if it is, but it's literally like it comes out of nowhere, and it's just like that would have been cool. <laughs> Bell stands up and goes. Also, I don't have Stockholm syndrome. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, like I'm like that. Would have been a cool thing to add if it was, if I had more time with it, if you introduced it in the beginning of the story, not like 20 minutes, 20 to 35 minutes in and like, not even like an hour. We're like an hour into the movie and this thing just gets dropped on you literally just to like make you feel something like it's like, oh, we're going to just give you some like feelings towards Belle and like make you like make you feel bad for her and and you know understand where she's coming from even more and it's like yeah I don't know she was already kind of she... like a well-read intelligent woman yeah, who was like... doing stuff for her dad I don't think I needed a lot more to like care about Belle like yeah I never Belle was never my problem with the Beauty and the Beast story because well, it, it it does it bring this is, I mean, it's kind of a spoiler. It, but whatever. It it brings up stuff about her mother, and it's just I, like I heard about that. I can't remember. You might have. I'm sure it was got. It had brought, gotten brought up, but it's just like that would have been nice to have like earlier, <laughs> <laughs> and then you revisit it. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It's so so anyway. far. It's the only one that hasn't worked for me. Yeah. And, and, like, so that also makes me excited. Like, like I want to see the new Lion King. As mm-hmm. much as I am one of those people, I know Seijin, <laughs> Seijin has, I think, somewhat valid criticisms of the, those of us who were like, oh, all the lions look the same. Like, yeah, it's. I guess that you're right, Seijin. That does sound a little weird when we're talking about a cast mainly made up of black uh, actors, now that you say that out loud and I didn't think about it. I'll admit to that. But... Like, my biggest, I, and I've mentioned this with video games before, too, the more and more that we go into this, like, photorealistic style of things, the harder it is for style mm-hmm. to exist within that photorealism because they're so focused on getting the photorealistic animations right that the cinematic techniques that we bring to live-action film have not followed as often. Um, but I think a movie like Aladdin changes that um i think they they i mean guy Ritchie definitely brought a style to this movie and made it made it work in a lot of ways and i think like um in like i like jungle book i also just rewatched it i'm like this is 
to be fair, yeah. half watching on Freeform at work <laughs> the other day. Thank you for that because I also did. <laughs> um, but like even that is a movie that like I like that movie. I also think that like even the scene of um, Christopher Walken singing I Want to Be Like You is a little bit of a stale scene from what I would have liked compared to the original animated version of that yeah. scene when King Louie is not eight feet tall. Um, I get what they were going with for it. It's cool it's for what king. it is, but like, did I say, wait, what did I say? No, I'm just saying he's the oh, king. Oh, okay. I'm just... He is the king, but he can't dance when you're eight feet tall and <laughs> taking up the entire room. Um, oh, so like, So like the thing that and I think I've, I've mentioned this before, at least on Discord. The scene that I'm really waiting for in the new Lion King is I want to be king. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I, yeah. I can't wait to be king in the um, in the original animated feature and in the most annoying scene, uh, the most annoying level in the Lion King Super Nintendo game, I think Seekin <laughs> will agree with me, is a very colorful, unrealistic scene. There's yeah. so much shit going on in the background of that. It's all over the place. They're dancing. It's great. And I just want to know what they're going to do with it in a photorealistic setting. Yeah. Because if they just go like acid trip buck wild with it, I'll probably love it. <laughs> I just don't want it. Like, I just like, I think that scene but might look You also look don't over want it to go over the top. Like, it, it's yes such and a no. dangerous scene. I mean, that's the problem. The problem is that, like, yeah, in, a, in, in the style of that movie, it can go over the top very easily. Yeah. You know, in an animated feature, you have a lot more wiggle room. And so, like, that's the thing that I worry about when you get into those sort of things. And, yeah. like, there is a distinction no, between, like, there is a distinction between Scar and Mufasa in the original that is not there in the new one. <laughs> there's, a, there's a fucking, there's, they do the, the they, they, they showed the clip. But there kind of is. There kind of is in that the more I see it, the problem is that, like, I'm also not watching a lot of trailers for this thing. I don't know. I the, the, the whole thing of people saying that they, like, all the lions look alike and that there's no real distinction. Like, maybe it's because I'm around animals, like, most of my day at work. But, like, you can tell animals apart. No, here's there the thing. Here's, here's the thing. The them. choice that they made. So, so in the original Lion King, you have yeah. Scar has darker fur and darker hair and just distinctly darker color palette versus Mufasa, and he's like thinner and all of that. But everything in, I've seen, he does in, in the, the well. See, in, in the, the live, live action, action one, one, he just looks grayscaled compared to Mufasa to me. So yeah, it looks. But like he has just, the scar over it. Like he has, he has the, a he very does, distinct. But sometimes. But and again, because I watch it, this stuff on a computer also doesn't help. True, is true, that true, true. sometimes it's it's like the the grayscale and the movement. Like when you get photorealistic movement, also I think things get blurrier a lot easier. Mm. And so like in all of that movement and all of that, sometimes it's just like my brain is not registering the scar, and I'm just looking at what looks like a gray blob massive fur yeah yeah like and so like i'm sure like if i'm sitting down watching the movie that You'll will be, be able different. to yeah the, the other problem with that is that a trailer is made up of quick cuts and all this okay. other stuff and they're being so kind of weirdly secretive about this movie in different ways they're mm -hmm. showing so little in everything mm -hmm. that like and like they you know they, they put out a clip they did that thing where that that scene where like simba's looking in the water and you get the weird ripple effect and then he sees mufasa overlaid of his face and i think that doesn't work on a photorealistic scale because one it's too dark and also like you've got the ripples you've got the darkness and then you have two lions that look the same because it's father and son and it just like does not have 
you know, like Mufasa's eyes and Simba's eyes animated in the original 2D style are the thing that differentiates that differentiates them. And so you can see the difference between them when that happens and you don't see it as easily <laughs> in like two lions that are just made to look like two lions that are related to each other. I think well, is the thing. I, I guess we'll just have to wait. So we'll see. see. We'll see again. <laughs> again, not a thing, not a scene that's made to watch on a computer screen in a basement. You know, it's a thing that's meant to be seen in massive high def and all of that. So that will probably change when I see it. But and I think that's, that's where why a lot I don't of... watch trailers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other the other part to all of this is, I, I mean, as much as people want to complain about people have their preferences in their 2d style like 2d animation style has just like kind of gone away which people are missing and i understand that mm. and the other part to all of this is that all of the people that made the lion king movie probably didn't get paid half of what they should have because animators are not unionized the same way that other filmmakers are and it's just like a shitty structure there and so it just sucks that like a movie that's entirely based on these people like this was what happened with life of pi like Life of Pi won an Oscar for their their CGI work, and then the animators get up on stage and were like, "We've all been fired. No one has jobs up here anymore." <laughs> mm, yeah. And they got played off the stage by the Oscar orchestra. So, like, I think that's that's the other part to all of that is that people are lashing out at these movies for other reasons than what they're actually lashing out about. Yeah, <laughs> which is just a whole other story. But yeah. I am probably going to go see Lion King like first weekend. Oh, like, yeah, I mean, the other part of that is that like, because again, connecting it to video games, I could, I, I bought Red Dead Redemption the weekend it came out because the fact is that the people that got shittily worked to the core on that game deserve to have their work seen. Yes. Like, so, yeah. so I'm going to go see that movie. Um, and then I'm going to go see Mulan. Like, honestly, if Mulan has fucking nothing supernatural in it and it's just a fucking like just a fucking badass action movie of yeah. Mulan goes in and fucking kicks ass I would love that <laughs> I that probably won't happen I'm sure something else will come out about that movie in time oh, but yeah, I but the the tra the teaser I saw Had made no me excited to watch no yeah there's no supernatural stuff it is just like this is what it means to be a woman in China mm -hmm. and then super like super cut against her fucking kicking ass it's <laughs> such a good teaser kicking ass and taking it's, names. it's so good so oh. yeah so yeah well <laughs> go see aladdin everybody yes give aladdin a chance give these these disney remakes a chance even if like i i mean every movie is going to be hit or miss in their own ways but like if you're if you like Let's a story, this way. if you like a Disney story, go see the remake because they're probably going to do something different about it that's going to make you look at that story and go, oh, cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's a last thing. Peter Pan has been made so many different times. So much so that they haven't even bothered at Disney. At like, <laughs> so it happens, guys. Uh, yeah. And it's going to keep happening. Like, however, okay, so, I mean, Lion King is the easiest one because I know it was the year I was born. So, like, 25 years, right? These these movies are separated from the year. And 25 more years, we're probably going to get, like, futuristic Lion King and futuristic Aladdin. It's going to happen. These 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 movies are always going to be remade. It's just, it's just the, the way it's going to happen. Give me Treasure Planet Aladdin. 
Give me yes. Treasure Planet Alive. Yes. <laughs> start that petition. That start that petition right now. Oh my God, Skype. Oh God. Uh, Incredible. Genie is just an alien trapped in an orb. Genie. <laughs> Jasmine is Princess Leia. I cut the whole thing in my head on it. <laughs> Jesus. Oh man. All right. <laughs> I think that's gonna call it for this episode. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's definitely gonna this episode. We're gonna call it. I think I think Beauty we've and, hit Beauty it. Beauty is not on Netflix, by the way. I've been oh. trying to I'm sure it's somewhere, but it's not there. It'll yeah. be on Disney Plus, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure it will be. It's gonna uh, be the first one. Yeah. So this HBO is... <laughs> three thousand. <laughs> this has been Sarah Report Junior. Um podcast you should be listening to, subscribe to downloading every single week. I don't know if we repeat that. I just did, so screw it. Whatever. Um, yeah. So if you if you like what you hear, keep listening. Um, you can find us on all your great podcast apps. Uh, you can find us on Spotify. You can find us on iTunes, um, YouTube. At, you just search Say Report Junior, and that's Say Report Junior. That's Say Report Jr. Period. I don't think it's Not, a period. I think it? it's just Say Report Jr. Is, really? There's no yep. period. Wow been living a lie uh don't spell it out just uh, rule of thumb don't don't spell out junior uh you can also <laughs> find, find us on twitter at say report junior and you can find both of us individually uh i am at dale's brain i am at zero whiskey and uh i think with that is it's time to get ice cream and or wings did they have wings. ice did they have ice cream in agrabah they must have uh, i don't remember i don't know let's go bring ice cream to agrabah Good night, everybody. (laughs) Take it away, Liz. Thank you for listening to The Say Report with your hosts, Dale Decker and Zach Sarawick. Please follow the guys on Twitter and Facebook by searching for The Say Report. And you can always subscribe on your podcast channel so this is delivered straight to you and you can enjoy it every week. With apologies to your mother, we'll see you next time.